do you have a favorite building up there? Oh, boy. Um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of J.E.R. Carpenter. And, you know, yes, we just sold at 1175th, which is actually on 98th Street. Um, uh, but J. Carpenter does these, uh, uh, these buildings across the street from one another on these two corners. So there's 1165, 1170. So just down the street, you have 1115, 1120. Beautiful old, uh, it, beautiful architecture, beautiful facades, and then these massive massive uh, apartments, very traditional, um, but Jerry Carpenter was known for a separation of, of public and private spaces, extra high ceilings, so all of them pretty much have the 10-foot ceilings. They're really beautiful, beautiful layouts. And of course, they're on Fifth Avenue, so you get those stunning views over the park. Welcome to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast, where experienced expert New York City real estate brokers, John Gustaska and Jonathan Conlin, break down what's happening in the market, what you need to know, whether you're a buyer, seller, or agent, and their insight into the future with a little bit of fun along the way. Carnegie Hill, bordered by Central Park and Third Avenue, is an absolutely beautiful part of Manhattan. In this episode, John and Jonathan are speaking about all the best features, attractions, and types of properties that you can expect to find here. Stay tuned for the recommendations and be sure to check out the show notes for even more. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to John and Jonathan Sell NYC. How are you, Mr. Gazdaska? I'm doing great, Conlon. You? I'm calling Another you Conlon. I'm, not go I'm leaving the go of the mister today. I'm Another doing great. Yourself, have... Jonathan, Johnny boy? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I, I would say the biggest win for the week is that we got one of our deals in, in contract. Uh, it was my win! Last night, and uh, it yes. was... It was a difficult birth, as one of our partners likes to use that phrase. Um, and it was. Uh, yes, due to the, one of the players involved made it uh, uh, very challenging, which we've talked about in other podcasts, but I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, so you took my win, but that was a great win for the team. But then we closed a great transaction yesterday that I worked on. And yep. wonderful buyers. And that was a deal on the other side of the spectrum. That was flawless. It happened very quickly. All the parties involved yep. were doing what they needed to do. And it was- Every now and then. A real pleasant we get, experience. We get an, uh, one that, that has good- Mary. Has good, uh, good brokers, good attorneys, nice clients. And it kind of goes through without any big trip ups, any big uh, dramatic flares, et cetera. But seamless. I'll tell you, 2020, that might be our only one. <laughs> that might be the, the one for the year. Every yeah. single transaction has serious complications in it. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to step back and, and go out and smell the roses. And what a lovely apartment. I mean, I, I showed it to, oddly enough, and this happens sometimes, but I showed it to buyers that I was out working with. You showed it to buyers before you were- Before we were in contract. Before you were in contract, before you made an offer on it. It actually. was almost the end of Guest Ask a Contract. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if you had a bid on that thing and screwed my deal up, I would not have been able to be doing this right now with you. <laughs> Thank God. But, I called you, I said, your buyers don't want it, do they? They said, he's like, no, he loves it, but he's not going to buy anything now. Yes. Yeah, it was too much, too much of a lateral move for them, but, uh, but beautiful space. I mean, he really liked it. It was a lovely Tribeca apartment. That view was, 
you know, it, every now it's interesting. Every now and then you run into the these uh, views that you have never seen. Even all the view apartments you and I have been in collectively, um, but me individually, and you walk in, you're like, the city looks different because it's just a different angle. And Tribeca is one of those neighborhoods where uh, where their buildings aren't very tall and you don't get these big crazy views except for from a, a few particular buildings. And but what made it special so, is the, congrats. the terrace. But I digress. Had a great yes, terrace. That's not what we're talking about today. Let's today talk about Carnegie about Hill. Carnegie Hill. So the I, upper I gotta east tell side. you, yes. Carnegie Hill, my favorite part of the Upper East Side. So the, the boundaries of Carnegie Hill are basically 86 to 96th Street on the Upper East Side from Fifth Avenue till Third Avenue. Do you, do you know what it was called before Carnegie Hill? Don't look. The Upper East Side. No, Prospect Hill. It was called Prospect Hill. And do you know when it turned to Carnegie Hill? No, you don't. Probably the and early- Aunt Andrew Carnegie, the famous banker, when he moved into Carnegie Hill, that's when it became chic. That's when it became Carnegie Hill. <laughs> One of the things that I love about Carnegie Hill is that it's a small area of the Upper East Side and it has some of the most incredible townhouses. It has beautiful, beautiful co-ops up there. Just like my area of the Upper West Side that I live Northwest, like almost by Morningside Park, Morningside Heights, Carnegie Hill is Northern. So it's not as trafficked. It's not as busy as the main yeah. part of, as the central Upper East Side. That's what I love about it. It also has great museums like the Guggenheim and uh, great cultural events like the uh, cultural uh, institutions like the uh, 92nd Street Y. It has some incredible mansions up there and townhouses, as well as beautiful, beautiful um, pre-war co-ops. But the northern section of Carnegie Hill, closer to 96, even going to 97th, 98th Street on that Fifth Avenue corridor, which was once more recognized as a less fashionable neighborhood is now a really coveted neighborhood. And when I say that, there are, um, you know, fantastic places to reside. Those streets between Fifth and Madison Avenue are some of the most beautiful streets, even between Madison and Park Avenue, beautiful streets on the Upper East Side. Mm -hmm. And what's become really fashionable, which you'll talk about in a minute, is that Madison Avenue corridor that is really houses some of the some of these unbelievable restaurants that have come about. And then the only other thing that I say is that the celebrities that have lived up there. So not only Andrew Carnegie, but um, Marjorie Merriweather Post, Margaret Rockefeller Strong, Woody Allen, you know, he made Carnegie Hill very, very famous. You know, with Elaine's up in Carnegie Hill, you know, in all of his movies, they're always at Elaine's. Heads of companies, a lot of CEOs will live up there. Chanel, JP Morgan, um, but Paul, Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. Those, those kinds of celebs would live up there. And yeah. there's countless more. You yeah, know, and of course, place. the one, the biggest, one of the biggest draws up there is you're right next to the park. So you're, you're yeah. west of Third Avenue. 86 and 96, like you said, is a little bit quieter neighborhood. Um, there's not as much, uh, except on Lexington, there's a, you have all your services and dry cleaners and, you know, some restaurants and delis and those sorts of things. But most of the time when people think of Carnegie Hill, they think of Park, Fifth Avenue, Madison, that sort of area. 
um, up there for its residential buildings, some beautiful old co-op, uh, pre-war co-ops. J.E. Carpenter has some sister buildings in there sure. um, uh, and such. And, and then Central Park, always one of the biggest draws, uh, especially these days, people wanting that outdoor space and that escape to nature. So in addition to Central Park, obviously one of the major attractions, uh, like you mentioned, Guggenheim Museum, you've got the Neue Gallery, some people pronounce it differently, Dewey. but the Neue <laughs> Gallery on 86. Uh, you've got uh, um, uh, the Jewish Museum, uh, et cetera. But one of the biggest draws to uh, the area are all of the, what most people deem, or a lot of people deem, these, these really coveted private schools. Very challenging to get into, very expensive to send your kids to. Um, but you have uh, not only good, you have good public schools as well, but there's all these schools that even non-New Yorkers hear about. Uh, the Spence, you've got Nightingale, St. Bernard's, Ignatius, Marymount, uh, Ramaz School, Trevor Day School, um, Dalton. All of these are in that little neck of the woods. So it is a huge draw. You have these massive pre-war co-ops with really big eight, nine, 10, 11 room apartments uh, that, that can fit people with children. And, uh, and the schools are in the area that are, are deemed uh, always rated very highly on some of the you know, individual ratings. Of course, we can't attest to how good a school is, but um, a lot of people are drawn up to the neighborhood for that. Also that quietness that you mentioned and being close to the park allows for a little bit more sort of decompressing from a lot of these demanding jobs that these people have in order to be able to afford the, the large apartments and the expensive schools in the area. It helps them decompress at the end of the day and get to a little bit slower paced neighborhood. So there's also a lot of dining, which I know is one of your favorite topics. So what are your favorite dining you know, spots? Uh, and don't forget desserts, because I know you've got a few of those sprinkled in there somewhere. I'll tell you, I would not, I would not call Carnegie Hill the dessert capital. There is, you know, the Pancotidien is up there, I'm, I know, but Sarah Beth's was always one of my favorite restaurants. The Hotel Wales right on night, like that low 90s corridor on Madison Avenue. But one of the things that's happened I think over the past maybe five years is a lot of additional restaurants in that Madison Avenue corridor. And for those who don't know Carnegie Hill, it's very residential up there. So to have the restaurants on Madison, which is so close to Fifth Avenue and sandwiched in between Fifth and Park, that's really wonderful. So there's Paola's, Tabla d'Ote, uh, Pascalou. Uh, so, so in addition to the restaurants, there's wonderful uh, bars, there's wine bars, Bacata wine bar, Earl's beef and cheese, the Weir, Cala wine bar, you know, I don't know them, I don't go to the bars, but also the bakeries up there. So let's talk about that. Now, the one thing that I forgot about is the corner bakery, corner cafe and bakery. Maison Kaiser's up there and Maison Kaiser is really quite lovely. And then you have these small, also, this is quintessential upper uh, Carnegie Hill. These wonderful mom and pop shops, 
that corner bookstore on 93rd Street. Mm -hmm. That's charming. It brings you back to You've Got Mail. Anybody that's seen that, I'm dating myself. But also the, the wonderful gourmet coffee shops, etc. That's what makes Carnegie Hill so rich, fantastically beautiful and lovely and, and vibrant. So transportation, you have the four, five, and six, which run up Lexington. Now we have the Second Avenue subway, which stops at both 86th Street and 96th Street. So that's really, uh, of course, it's over on Second Avenue, so it's outside of Carnegie Hill. But that queue line is quite convenient, even Very. if you live closer to the park and you work in Midtown in the middle of the, in the, middle of the city or on the west side Midtown, uh, it makes it much easier to get up, uh, get up to Carnegie Hill. And then you have all the bus lines. It's very popular to transverse through the park from the Upper West Side. And like the schools I mentioned, you have a lot of Upper West Siders that have their kids that go to those schools and they just come across the park in a bus. And vice versa. The East yeah. Siders that have their kids on the West Side. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then the beautiful real estate. We've talked, talked about that throughout. Um, but there's some beautiful old pre-war uh, 1920s, early 1900. What are you, what's a uh, favorite building up there? up there? Do you have a favorite building up there? Oh, boy. Um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of J.E.R. Carpenter. And, you know, yes, we just sold at 1175th, which is actually on 98th Street. Um, uh, but J.E. Carpenter does these, uh, uh, these buildings across the street from one another on these two corners. So there's 1165, 1170. So just down the street, you have 1115, 1120. Beautiful old, uh, it, beautiful architecture, beautiful facades, and then these massive, massive uh, apartments. Very traditional, um, but Jerry Carpenter was known for a separation of, of public and private spaces extra high ceilings. So all of them pretty much have the 10 foot ceilings. They're really beautiful, beautiful layouts. And of course they're on Fifth Avenue. So you get those stunning views over the park. Uh, how about yourself? Don't forget 1148 Fifth, which I just, I love that building so much. They have great apartments there. 1220 yeah. Park, which we've sold in. 1185 Park, 1172 Park, 1192 Park. You know, there's yeah. countless really, really phenomenal buildings up there. But then also the houses, which are really special. On that 95th between 5th and Madison, 94th, 93rd Street. You know, I've sold even in some of the cut-up townhouses. But those houses that are there, I just walk by them and I just say, yeah, I could live here. <laughs> You'd anyway. never use most of the rooms in it, but you could live there. Sure, exactly, yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, and it's going to, you know, depending, obviously, your Fifth Avenue corridor up there versus Fifth Avenue further down, it's the value neighborhood on Fifth. Yeah. Let's face it. And then even on Park, though, you know, your, your money's going to go further north of 96th Street, uh, yeah. excuse me, north of 86th Street than it would further down, so... We also, have, 10, we also have 1045 Park, which oh, 10, we have a listing in right now. Oh, that's right. 1045 and 1050 Fifth. 1050 Fifth. We have a big one coming on in the spring. And we have two uh, apartments there. We have another one coming on today. 1045 Park. Uh, <laughs> there have been some new developments in the area. Uh, there's like, you know, you go to Lexington, Lexington and 86th Street. There's a building called the Hayworth. Um, there's the Phillips house, which is a little bit further north on 88th street. So, uh, yeah, so there's, there's, there's great real estate up there. 
and there's depending on where one's looking great values so uh only well, because you have all these bigger bigger apartments up there they do uh and it is a little bit more of a value play although a lot of i mean it's still expensive real estate um these days those big apartments you know are struggling a bit because of covid you've got you know that the higher price points are struggling a bit uh a, a bit more than the rest of the market so uh, great value so we can create value you've got a lot of inventory deal. up there on the market and uh and some beautiful product the issue is a lot of times with these carnegie hill properties is people move in there and they stay there for 20 30 40 years i was when in one the other day with our clients that we're both working with the apartment was lived in for 61 years yeah, that's what longest i've ever walked through 61 years in the same family Amazing uh amazing amazing apartment so uh so great bones great bones That's most a, of those apartments come available several million dollars and they have great bones so you have to put in another million to two million to get them up to modern standards but like you said then there are these grand dom grand dom apartments so thank you all for watching the john and jonathan sell nyc podcast we have had a blast and sadly this is going to be our last episode until the new year, but then we're going to be coming with gangbusters in 2021, right? Yep. And we're going to be ready to go. So with that, we wish everybody the happiest of holidays, remain safe and healthy, most of all, remain in gratitude. And, um, and I know, I believe 2021 is going to be a far more productive only, and happier year. We can only go up from here. That's right. But we were starting it off right with the numbers from the last quarter. And I, I do think, listen, it, it, we've got a lot of things coming down the pipeline. It's going to be interesting either way. And uh, always a pleasure, John. Everybody have a wonderful holiday and be safe. As John said, stay in small groups, stay vigilant. Let's wear your masks. COVID in the body. Do not go on the airplanes. And we'll see you all, all healthy and safe in 2021. Thanks for watching or listening to the John and Jonathan Sell NYC podcast. If you want to find us online or sign up to get our monthly and quarterly market stats, come on over to our website, johnandjonathansellnyc.com, or find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and everywhere else with the handle at johnandjonathansellnyc. And if you want to grab the show notes, go to johnandjonathansellnyc.com slash podcast. If this show was entertaining, helpful, or informative, consider telling friends or family or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those are some of the best ways of supporting our efforts, and we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you again for tuning in. We can't wait to share what's coming up next, so subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss our next episode, and we'll see you next time.